0: Episode number five. Uh, so it's going, well, uh, my next guest is Ricardo Arujon. Like this is my, my way of butchering the Portuguese language and Portuguese names. Uh, but a great guest, he's a community um, community director, worked in great companies like Art Systems and the Academy of Coding uh, in Portugal, helping them develop the communities around their brand, um, their users, as well as their internal communities. Uh, uh, within the organization to get the best, uh, the best experiences for their customers. Uh, a, a really good conversation figuring out how to build your own communities, what it means, uh, what a community is, uh, how to look for innovative places to build new communities. Uh, a great learning for me in terms of the importance of having those communities. Uh, The key takeaway from this episode is about having a side hustle, why having a side hustle is so important for your own development, what it generates for you in your professional career or even in your startup career uh, and your entrepreneurial journey. So hang on for this content. Uh, thanks for coming and uh, coming to chat to me today and uh, uh, just be welcome, be yourself. Uh, like I said, it's very informal. I don't want to uh, create a Silicon Valley evangelized uh, content creation. Like most of the time, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I try to pretend I know what I'm talking about. So if you want to swear, carry on, express yourself, feel free.
1: Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. I'll try to keep it. Yeah. on a regular and authentic way to to, yeah. to answer to yeah that's to have this conversation I
0: get asked about this so like what is an authentic unprofessional and for me it's like um you know most people most of the interesting stories I find are people who have followed an unconventional path yeah. and uh and being an authentic unprofessional saying like don't let the facade of being a professional detract from who you are authentically. So be comfortable saying no to the things you don't want to do. Uh, be comfortable to having your uh, your no changed. Uh, you know, express yourself in your most authentic way because that leads to a much better outcome at the end of the day. Yep. And you know that means that in all of our relationships, if we're being completely authentic with each other, it's like. Um, you know we can tell each other exactly what we want without the fear of manipulation without the fear of uh, additional things creeping into that uh, that relationship and it yields to sort of better results at the end of the day and that's business that's life that's anything so i'm happy to be unprofessional i don't have a formal certification i found varying degrees of success in startups in business uh, in, in different methods. And so I, I, I didn't go the conventional route of, you know, going to school, going to university. Then finally, like my first job, I was like literally working uh, almost almost for free, building computers in the back room just to get my foot in the door, you know? <laughs> like like the path that I followed, like, as, you know, is like being unconventional, but what served me really well was being authentic. So people was yeah. like, okay, Stephen's transparent, he's honest, like, and that served me incredibly well, so.
1: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm not. I would not say that I'm. I'm totally unprofessional or uh, uh, found a different way of. Uh, but I was supposed to be a sports teacher. That's what I, I. I love to be. You know. Yeah. And realized 20 years down the line during the, my journey, in in my career, I, I looked back and I said, look. You didn't necessary to be a sports teacher. What you wanted to be is uh, leading people to achieve goals and, and be successful. And with the sports, you, you have the championship. You are a world champion, so you you can actually raise the flag and the gold medal, saying "I win, I won." But um, in, in in and and I, I literally found that even in professional life, you can say that if you reach a goal, if you deploy an app in production, if you're having impact with the work that you're doing in your community, um, you can celebrate the same way. And I yes. and I think that, that is totally different from what I thought about twenty years twenty-five years ago when yeah. I started the career. Like, I don't know if I'm going to have winnings. How do I going to celebrate, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but it but change a lot from, from the non-conventional work. If I would follow my my degree, I would be a software engineer today. Ah, uh, really? And uh, what I've did over the the last twenty five years? Yes, I started as a software engineer, but then I became a manager, and then then start working on customer success, and then jump to uh, remote development, uh, opening uh, new u- business units, and then change to community. So yeah. I'm ne- I'm not following the traditional way of of going uh, in a specific topic. I'm actually uh going through a general manager type of approach which is yeah i've went through marketing sales customer success and community uh, and, and that's that's good because you you taste everything, everything. And, challenge
0: it. and it makes you quite culturally flexible. Um, you know so that 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 brings a huge human element to you right like in saying like when I approach things I, I'm more human, my empathy is much higher uh, and it, it allows you to be sort of more approachable in sort of the communities that you tend uh, tend to work with
1: and understand yeah and understand the different points of view because when you have a product and you have a community it can be, the, the stakeholders of the company that is buying your product, or can be the end users that are using actually your product yeah. in an enterprise world. And understanding both points of view, it helps you to make it to build a, a much better impact or building a better product. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Oh, now you see when you come to customer success, now you see why it's so relevant to have the sales pitch align with the product values and yes. not necessarily just the sales bullshit uh, yeah. <laughs> that you that you can have it because it will impact in customer success yes. and at the same time bringing in feedback from the adoption to the sales team saying you know what these guys found this um this this challenge and it looks like the prospect that you're talking to it has the same challenge here's the knowledge that we got and it, it, you provide to the sales team the sales organization. Um, uh, guns, let's say this way, yeah. to, to fight the the, the, the the barriers that we, we commonly fight in, in, in the sales process.
0: So that begs the question, is that, um, okay, so you've worked in sort of diverse areas of businesses and you, you become a bridge for sort of understanding between engineering team, marketing team, whichever, uh, sales yeah. team. Uh, how do you get them to sort of empathize it? Like, is it always you selling the perspective of the other team, or how do you get them to sort of become more empathetic with the other team?
1: Well, that's that's a great question. First, you have to listen, yeah, and and okay. then you have to stop and they have to listen, understanding what is their drivers, what is their motivations, understanding if the KPIs of that specific team uh, how they are aligned with with the business goal, with the end with the end goal of the company, and then you try to oh I see now that I see here's here's a few things how do you match with them? Yeah, so you you try to. If there's immediate match between what they are looking for and what you have to sell, Mm -hmm. then you you start it from there. If it's not, you're probably going to have two or three rounds on listening Mm -hmm. until you find the right moment. You see, hey, here's a new perspective. Or um, there's a specific tactic, which is it works really well with R&D teams, which is uh, let's run a usability test. So like in a... In a window room where in a classroom where you you can't speak to the user, but you actually uh, seeing it is using your product. and and suddenly you realize, oh, Hey, don't do that. You know, yeah. on the other side, the R&D scene, this guy is a dumb. The, the customer is always a dumb when, yes. when you're looking at your product. Come on, that's not how you're supposed to use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 then you you start, you see, but that's how they are using it. Yeah. So perhaps you're not doing the, the best product you're doing. Yeah. So speaking from a technology perspective is this. When you're talking about humans, you bring in testimonials, true yes. testimonials, unfiltered. The, the things that you're trying to, to speak here is really like, you bring in the testimonial, this is what's happening, this is good, this is not. And then when you're showing the feedback, it's really important from the people on the other side yes. to realize the, the impact that they're doing, the good and bad.
0: So yeah, I, I think um you know, you're talking about like a usability test and how that could actually apply to sort of uh, other relationships is that you say like, if you treat every relationship with the same care that you treat a customer's, Perspective, you will change your approach, right? Like yes. I don't expect you to know, so and I can't call you dumb because you don't know. So my perspective on that is like, okay, I go into a care mode, and so like, so I actually want you to find the way, and so if I want you to find the way, I'm going to have to reframe this somewhat rather than just calling you dumb. Right? Yes, like, exactly. <laughs>
1: and and it, and look, it's very easy for us or for engineers when designing a solution, they are missing. A lot of business context, and mm-hmm. so that's one of the bridges. The second bridge that you have to map, which is in the context where this user is working, uh, it could be, for example, there's a specific story. When we went out first time to Kuwait to a hospital management solution, they were they were full of ladies, uh, and we you you can't approach like at least one meter. Uh, you have to stand one meter, one meter and a half from from the your user. How are you going to? teach how to use an application without picking up the mouse and and dragging, you know? So you have to be very vocal, you have to be very verbal, but at the same time, you have to be very uh, objective on what you are uh, expecting for them to do, you know?
0: Yeah, there must have been a a massive sort of cultural... Uh, shift and acknowledgement it's like it's like uh...
1: especially if you go to middle east it's it's going to be very hard but if you go to asia pacific it's going to be different uh, different approach too but you have to understand this understanding the context so regardless if you're a software engineer or a marketeer understanding the context of the other person on what motivates them what drives them yes that's that's what you need really need to understand so as a community or as any professional you should be the driver of this context these these drivers and yes. and, and 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 bring them back to your company and 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 bring that, that that feedback inside of it. So
0: I just you know talking about sort of cultural shifts and you you've had some sort of mindset changes or evolutions over time. Uh, I'm going to go into sports management, right? Yeah, uh, I should be a sports. You manager. should be, be in sports management. Then you're in software engineering. Then then you sort of went into sort of uh, business roles and now and now in people roles. What is what is a community manager or community director? What is that?
1: Well, regardless of the hierarchy level that you have, um, a person that works with community, it's someone that, uh, in technology, is working uh, with the users and and bridging them with what your company is doing. Okay. But at the same time, you have a lot of different communities, and I would start from there. So your neighborhood is a community. Mm-hmm. Your school, uh, your kids' school, it's a community. So being a community manager, nowadays it's a, a, a business business position yeah. but you are a community you can be a community manager on a daily daily uh, tasks you know okay and and again understanding the context of what's happening and bringing in or become a facilitator in in our business case a facilitator to your company it's something that you should be as a community
0: manager so how does that community management, sort of start like you know where where does that begin um you know how does it say okay well we need a community manager and why do we need one of those and so how does that begin okay
1: Nowadays, everybody is talking, we need a community manager and we need a, a, a community organization inside the company. Because this role never existed.
0: Like no, it, ago, it never like, existed.
1: Yeah. The same way that, for example, if you go 10 years back, customer success didn't exist. We, you had account managers. Okay. And So from a, a, a in the SaaS industry, the customer success actually appeared like 2012, 2014, something uh, around these lines. So the community today is how do we bridge them? How do we bridge their feedback, their usage? If you are actually, and in this case authentic to, you, to your users, how do we listen to them and bring back? And how can we promote more usage of our products um, in, in this in this scenario? How do we impact more their lives? And I and I really like this part of how do we impact more their lives, you know? Okay. Um, depending on where it starts these needs inside the company like for example typically what i've seen in communities if it starts in the marketing you're trying to get testimonials to shout out loud your product is the best one and blah 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 um i wouldn't recommend that honestly because it's really like it's a fake one yeah and we're looking for a tendency typically on 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 these testimonials the second one is if it starts community starts in uh product it might have two different approaches. Could be in product from an education perspective, like we need to educate our users, like the onboarding. uh, If the learning curve is a little bit complex or a little bit longer, you you want to accelerate that. So it might come from the product team, uh, or it might come from the product team or, or support when you have a lot of issues. Yes. So the way that you do is like, let's put an online forum where people can complain. And, and then we put the community helping each other, which is not bad at all. Uh, actually, that's one how it started one of our communities one, that I managed in the past. And it, it has a, a great impact. If you create the dynamics on um, older developers, um, or in this case, uh, more experienced developers helping younger developers or newbies. In, in in the learning curve, you know, yes, yes. and troubleshooting your product. It's really, it's not a, a mentorship uh, program. It's really like people helping each other to overcome the obstacles that they, they, they find out. So
0: that must generate a few things, obviously, new customers, it must generate uh, a retention on your customers, We um, must also generate new employees for you. It does. Uh,
1: so. It's a marathon. Let's start from there. Also,
0: it's not going to be like
1: you answer the first question. You have a happy customer. That's not true. If you support someone that is evaluating your product, uh, there's more probability for for her or him to buy it, but you have to be cautious on that because Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be the driver of the community, which is drive new sales. Yeah, those. Things happen because you act on the impact of that person. So going to specifically for the technology again. Yeah. If someone is testing out your product because they want to be faster on deploying applications, you better support them in that journey. Okay. Or someone, if, if someone is learning a new technology because they want to find a job in that specific market because Salesforce, OutSystems, whatever, they are growing and so they are creating jobs and you're... Your um, driver is finding a new job. Then your community should support him okay. in, the, in this journey. Should, okay. should support that person in, in in this journey. It's really really important that you keep authentic on understanding what is the journey that is driving the evaluation of your product. Yes. What is the ultimate goal of that person? And then your community can support.
0: So you know, I think in the case of um, uh, you know Zomato uh, looking at uh, community, I think that the community that we wanted to build um, was predominantly around. Um, users like us. So we, we wanted the feel in our users that we actually had internally as a business. Okay. And, uh, and so we built an influencing social community around our business uh, that turned into super users, that turned into like regular content providers. They were very invested in us as a brand, more than actually the services that we could provide, which created a huge amount of buffer for us in uh, making mistakes, bringing new things to yeah. market, uh, getting buy-in for launching new things. Uh, it, it really was significant. So, you know, often, you know, our, our users felt like our employees and our employees felt like our users. You know? And the first people to adopt our product were often our internal teams. They would be like, cool, we love it. We think this is really cool. There'd be like sort of bug uh, sort of bug find uh, sort of or bug hunt uh, competitions. And, you know, it started there. And so that when our products actually went out to market, they were quite tested by like-minded people of the users that we are really yeah. trying to attract. So yeah. You know,
1: but it, but at the same time, leverage that that group for the, the the big oh fuck moments that you're going to do in your product. And yeah. they stop and saying, Don't do this, don't release this. This yeah. is a major fuck up that you're yeah, doing in your yeah, product. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's really, really important that you keep those uh I usually call it advocates of your brand, yeah. Authentic. To the brand and, yeah. and 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 be open and have an open door for them to be authentic and saying look yeah this this, this is not going to work it's this not. is bullshit yeah don't yeah. do this instead of do that and and bring in that feedback it's and, really important
0: Yeah, so i think that and there's a there's a fine line to walk in these things in terms of striking a balance between their feedback and and what's right because also people don't are very uncomfortable with change so you can also see down the road like what's sort of coming and what should be developed and that's going to Mean that you're going to have to make some change, which means you will lose some community or some buy-in. Uh, you know, we went through iterations of increasing our social component of our of our pl- platform and our apps and then reducing it, which really, you know, sort of like everyone who wanted to be a foodie influencer was suddenly like losing their voice. Yeah. And that caused a lot of stink because we we're like, okay, well, we need more sort of transactional stuff uh, to be the priority in terms of what we're trying to drive. And so that was a different community that was being attracted. And then it was like, oh, actually, we need the social back, right? That <laughs> was like really valuable. But, so.
1: but then but then you have to prepare, you have to be prepared for the, those moments, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and And that transition, can be done using community managers. Yeah, okay. That transition should be done using community managers, because if you have an alpha release, a beta release, you can actually start listening and having user groups and promoting the change, like, hey, we're, about, we're thinking about this or thinking about that, and you start promoting, and you actually try out in one user group, in second user group, you get the feedback, then you can evolve and say, okay, this is how it's going to be, and they felt part of the process because they provided uh, yes. feedback, and you incorporated. I'm assuming that you incorporated that in the product, yes. and then you, when you release, they were part of that change. So yeah, yeah. We, we most often we we are changers in terms of change management, in terms of changing the community for the next release, for the the next trend that we want to put out there, yes. and at the same time, change uh, insiders, changers changing yes. the company to be more open and more uh, adaptable to what community actually
0: wants. And in terms of your, your sort of your mental evolution from sports management to sort of uh, software engineering, like was it a specific moment that said, this is not for me? Um, or was it like a series of sort of like understandings that like this is not for me And then also based on that, is like how were there tough conversations you had to have around changing direction or was it just like up to you? Well uh, it's two loaded questions uh, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think there wasn't I, I can't remember a moment that I realized that uh, I need to change so I actually, Got in the flow of what am I doing? What I like to do? So the way that I was going to progress in the way that I, I was delivering apps using traditional coding, then I found out low code when it's still not uh, uh, a common a common area in the worldwide. Um, and I joined that company. It became obvious that my um, my interest for, through technology was to create impact in people in business. Okay. So it was speeding up how things were done. It was speeding up how business was changing, you know? Did you
0: realize that at the time? Or was it like, okay, there are no opportunities for me in sports management, therefore this?
1: Well, it was uh, based on, I, I honestly was, I sucked at biology. Okay. So I had to find a different way. And I, I learned how to code in basic using Spectrum, ZX Spectrum okay. uh, at, at the age of 10. Okay. So in that was like a tricky, I like computers, why not? Uh, okay. do i challenge myself to go to the computer okay computer science degree uh and that's how it was how it changed because i really suck at, at biology yeah um but then when you do when you learn and you go out this on this journey the the second moment of change was i don't want to code i want to impact people's life okay okay and that's that's a, a second transition uh but still what i um uh, what I haven't forgot was I want to imp, uh, impact people's life to become to the next level so they can become better version of themselves. So that, that was natural. Um, there's, there's one of quotes, I'm usually not good at quotes, but there's one of quotes that I keep listening from uh, Bono, the U2. Um, and he keeps saying, sometimes at the age of 16, you think you can change the world. And then guess what? You can, you know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 I kept this model on my back of my mind as I was going. And so down the line, 10 years of coding, I said myself, look, you have to jump to the other side. Now it's the time. So I become more a manager, more dialoguing with business than than just yeah. putting my head on, on the computer.
0: Yeah. So I, I think that's a, like that's a sort of a big sort of uh, resistance point for true happiness is that um know we're asked to make decisions as very young people about the direction our life will go and the reality is that you are not informed enough you (laughs) you're trying to make decisions on like this glorified way of the way that you see an industry or a role and uh and then you know often like mid 20s late 20s you're having to change that direction and some people have the courage to do it and some people don't have the courage to do it now. They'll stay like consistent because I've, I've spent, it's the fallacy of sunk cost. I've spent so much time developing this. I I have to stay. How could I change now and go back to a low salary? How could I change now and go to a new company, to a new industry? Like everyone, everyone who's already successful is already there. So there's a huge amount of courage that comes in terms of saying, okay, this wasn't for me. I'm going to change direction. You know, like uh, how, how did you find the courage to do that? So, Instead of talking
1: about me, let me share a few stories. Awesome. Of the community I'm working with right now, um, at Code for All we have a developer bootcamp. So we teach how to become a developer. Okay. With a non-technical background, typically with a non-technical background, uh, and and we have a lot of stories coming from philosophy teachers from architects from even with the ninth grade you know you haven't got uh, up to there and and people and they they a lot of them they are pressed by the age like stressed by the age like i'm 34 what i'm going to do i'm in a dead end job or i'm unemployed and and this or i have a I don't like the job that I'm doing. Even if I have a good a good salary, but so I need to change. And I don't understand what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. the the typical like I've I've invested so much in my career, but I'm at a, a dead end point. So we what we do is we keep we pick up on these people and we we teach them how to code in 14 weeks. Okay. And then we we work with companies to find them a job. And we we do it quite well. Since 2015, we've transformed almost 2,000 uh, oh, people's just, lives. That's awesome. That's awesome. People finding a job. And you have a lot of testimonials coming like, you know what, I was, uh, um, uh, I was uh, an architect, I couldn't find jobs due to the crisis on the construction, so I had to find something. I learned how to code. Now I am a software software developer. I like what I'm doing. I'm building. At the same time, there's creativity associated what I used to do in architecture. And and, and there's stories like this. But you have even other stories. People like, you know what? I came from Siberia. I don't have, I I didn't have nothing. I went to the circus. I work at uh, showing um, shoes. And, uh, you know, like doing all these type of of jobs that didn't provide me a a good quality of life. And now I'm a software developer, became a software developer, found a job, and I'm happy with it. It's been like five years down the career. I'm a tech lead now. Um, I'm earning almost 90K per year. So it's really impressive the way that you transform these people.
0: And you you will go through those transformations a few times and you you will always be present, every day you presented with the choice of, Carry on doing this, or change direction. And I think that um, you know it, the, that's always an option. You can change at any time that you want to change. You can pursue something. the 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 biggest the biggest limit in your life is believing that the paradigm or the context that you are in is fixed. And being able to change that is like is really critical. It takes courage. And sometimes you, you need a lot of support to do that. Uh, you know, a big, uh, big career change or dropping your household income by like 50% yeah. to pursue something new or starting a startup. Uh, these things are always take a, you know, sort of a massive amount of help and support and courage to do that.
1: But you, if you don't take that courage, if you don't make that decision, time will, will come and it will force you to make that decision. Yeah. So when you lo- lose your job because you 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 decrease your emotions, you decrease your empathy with what you're doing with your co-workers, you decrease the level of quality. Typically, that's what happens if you're not satisfied, if you're not happy. You're going to decrease the quality of work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to be, get fired and then yeah. you, you won't find a second opportunity. So you are forced to. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting what you're saying. Well, we, we, we are used to and that's the current world that we are having. Uh, at least the majority is like, fix ideas, you have to give this step by step, you have to go to school, you have to go to college, you have to find the first job in the area that you study, you have to find the second one, become better and better and better. There's no failures in this um, vision of the journey that we as parents or our parents expected from us. There's yeah. no back and, and forwards. There's always a linear progression. So the challenge, at least the challenge I have as as a community manager, is looking to people and understanding their journey. Understanding, oh, if yeah. you give a step back or if you go to the right instead of left, you might progress better in the line that what you were expecting. Yeah. Same as parent, you know. Yeah. It's a it's a huge challenge. My my daughter at the same at these ages trying to so to to pick so up the are, best. How old is your daughter? She's seventeen. Seventeen. So she's about to uh, in a year Big big challenge in life, yeah. yeah. Big big decision. And I'm constantly trying to explain her that's not going to it shouldn't be a big decision. She should shoot what she liked or she thinks she likes. Yeah. And it's okay to go back in the first year, second year of the degree, if she doesn't like it, come back. Just a different thing. Mm-hmm. Don't stay like five years or nine years taking a medicine in the medicine school and then you realize you don't like it, but you're just following it the nine years because that's what you started, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's really, it's very, this is a very complex message to share with anybody. Um, and if you go to the place where I live, Again, the same challenge. Explaining people that... uh, I I came from a small village, at least where I'm living right now. It's a small village, 2,000 inhabitants. It's very hard to say there's a whole world where, where you can go and learn and do things differently than what you are used to. Yeah, Because there's these urban myths that... Our parents, our society gave us to do that. It's the
0: comfortable structure people know. It is right, and and growth is uncomfortable. It's uh, it's it's in it's in places that uh, you don't want to go, right? But it's necessary to go. Then I think I think the first piece is that um, success comes from uh, consistency, and yeah. consistency comes from motivation. And so often a shortcut to motivation is doing something that you like. Um, but another shortcut to motivation is getting something, getting good at something that you were, you didn't like, right? Like and saying, okay, I'm interested in this area. I'm going to pursue something challenging in that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go through some hurdles of things that I don't really like. But once you master that, you actually find motivation. You're like, oh, I've overcome something really quite difficult. I'm becoming an expert in this. And then that's when success actually follows. And so people think that success is my first paycheck or how much I earn or how much disposable income I have. Actually, that's a byproduct of success. Uh, What's really a key indicator of success is that you've mastered something, you're able to teach it to other people, you're able to use it to your benefit. um, and, and, And then people sort of prioritize what they want out of that success. You either want better family structure, yeah. you want better business structure, you want more financial sort of outcome. And you get recognition from there. Uh, yeah. So it's
1: not just you knowing that you have the expertise on that or you're a subject matter expert in the, in a specific area, but you also get recognition. And that's uh, uh, a very important part of a community. And, and people always tend to forget that, mm-hmm. which is the recognition is highly valuable uh, because if people you you don't grow yourself alone. You don't have a great product without having great users. Yeah. You don't if you don't build the impact that is expected on the product that you're putting in. If people are not having that impact, then you don't have such a great product, even if it's used by millions. Is, you know. Yeah. And so when you when you realize that is that you have to recognize your community members, you have to recognize your family, you have to recognize your friends mm-hmm. when they do something good. When when they reach. Yes. Uh, that that level of expertise in a in a new area, you have to recognize them. This is really really key yeah. to, to to success of the community. Yeah, and, like and validation. a lot of people tend to forget that.
0: Exactly, I think that uh, true mastery doesn't need the validation, but the journey there does need validation. Yes. Like, and uh, and you get that through sort of external sources, of someone stepping and saying keep going, man, you're doing okay. Or someone who's an expert in that field saying, here's an easier way to sort of stop <laughs> bashing your head against this wall. Uh, or even your peers saying, hey, this sucks for all of us. Let's just keep going, <laughs> right? Like there's there's these these elements of like, yeah, it's it, it's only lonely if you make it lonely, right? Like, yeah. but there's, there's, and I think today it's never been easier to change direction, the amount of information we have available to us, the amount of, uh, how easy it is to start a new business, how, you know, to learn things, start a new business, to expose yourself to new communities, to reach out globally, to find people, like-minded yes. people. Uh, you know, it, it really is, the world is a completely different place.
1: And, and, and I, I I would add on that, free of charge, most of the time. Exactly. So you don't enough. need money to, you need the access to, to, to the channels. So you can go through internet, you find in, you have the networks that you can actually suddenly reach out to the other side of the world I saw that you you need to do some research so you, yeah. you need to do your homework that's, yeah. that's definitely something you it's on you yeah but uh, but you have access to it so it's not yeah I, I don't need an MIT or Oxford uh, degree to to know how to start a, a business or in tech or whatever yes. you can learn it yes probably it accelerates if you have that knowledge but if you don't you have access to other sources of knowledge and then you can start your own and and reaching out people and helping them to helping helping them and getting the help to succeed
0: yeah i think another thing to sort of overcome is ego right like i think a big a big sort of limiter for you (laughs) you're laughing but that's it is such one and it's it's easy to identify like when you hear statements of Oh, it's not going my way, or I need some money to do that, or you know, this always happens to other people, or that person was just in the right time at the right place. Is like those are statements of ego because what your ego is trying to do is saying you're fine the way you are, you're brilliant, don't worry about it. It's okay. Like don't change your life because I'm very comfortable here, right?
1: Yeah, I'm smiling because looking back, there was definitely and, and speaking about myself, sharing my 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 own story. There there was times where ego is speaking with you uh, and telling you you're the best you're a rock star and you tend to forget others and what drives you to honestly what drives you to do to be successful yeah. You know? yeah and and then something is sometimes you hit the wall or someone comes and saying knock to your door hey come down to the earth again please put your feet in the ground and remember what what drives you and motivates you and, and ego it that's so it works for both sides, for keeping you to go to the next level and at the same time dreaming so high that you think you're the, the rock star, uh the Mick Jagger of, of Exactly. And, and and you have to come down and, and be humble again and and, yes. and and constantly don't forget what motivates you to be successful.
0: Yeah, I think that's so like Pulling people off of the ego ladder must be very important, especially in developing new tech. Is like you're saying, if you're doing a usability test, the ego is going to say, that guy, that guy's the idiot, man. Like, completely, y- completely, you can definitely see how to do that. You know, like, obviously, you know, like those those statements of the ego saying, we don't need to change, don't change it. It's like, he's the problem. Yeah, but there's a 100 people saying this problem, right? Like, it's definitely, there's a 100 stupid people in the completely. world, I'm the smartest person in the world, you know, like, it's like, but you're not the user. Right? Yeah,
1: and then you remember, yeah, but you're doing a product for dumb, dumb people, idiots, if you want to
0: call it this way, yeah. right?
1: And then that's when they realize, oh, Perhaps the idiot, uh, it's me. Yeah, like,
0: uh, you know, creating something simple, uh, creating something simple, uh, doesn't, doesn't detract from the complexity behind it, right? Like, and so, you know, if you want to really do something meaningful, you have to appreciate that things are complicated at any level for anyone. Like if I've never walked up to an ATM and I suddenly have to draw cash, uh, it's, I mean, I know how to use an ATM, I've used an ATM in many countries, but then suddenly arriving in Portugal, ATM's not in English. Right, I'm like, okay, how do I draw cash? Like suddenly I had to think about this and like how do I actually interact with this machine that I interact with machines all the time. And so yeah, like there's some experiential help comes through in that, but like the first time that you do it, I was definitely a dumb user. Like the first
1: know. time I draw money, that's that's a, a great example. The first I draw money, I think it was in Netherlands. Uh, in Portugal, they ask you for the, the pin code uh, upfront. And in the Netherlands, they ask you, it's the last thing that they will ask you. And I was kind of Which like. Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of like. Verify first, right? <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I select draw. I select, I don't, I don't remember, 100, 200, whatever it was. And I was kind of like these guys never asked me the pin code.
0: Yeah. This is... this is It's a relationship like, based on trust, right? I'm, like I'm not, obviously you had to draw money. Oh, by the way, what's your code? But with <laughs> the banks don't trust, it's like, hey, what's your code?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of like, they don't ask me the code. How come do you have cameras? Looking yeah. like this is me, really me. Yeah. And that was the last thing, like the code. Itself. Yeah. So yeah. what if I go wrong? Am I going to do this? You know, as a user, am I going to do this all this journey again? Like yeah. putting the card, getting the money, putting the code. Yeah. So it it was it it's impressive. It's a a great example because 8 a.m. changes from places to places. Yeah, and it, it it's really like a terrifying if you don't if you are used to doing you know, in one way and then you change it in a different way. Yeah, it's, yeah. It it, ha- it's, it happens the same with community when you you do major. Uh, break in your rules in yes. your in the engagements it happens the same and you mentioned that we, earlier on which is people tend to go go uh, go away if they don't like it or if it's too terrifying the new yeah the new the, the, the new way the new community that you're showing it's
0: why new tech adoptions quite quite difficult for sort of a lot of the older generations like it's intimidating mm-hmm. it's an intimidating experience because it's putting you in the front of something that's saying you don't know Suddenly your world is rocked. You don't know these things. That's another ego problem. But still, it's like you are in a very vulnerable position where you don't know the answers and you don't know how to work something. So it's easier to say, hey, man, can you just do this thing for me? Like I, I tend to be uh, that. You know? That's
1: a good point. Also, the size of the screens don't help yeah. older people to look at it and read it with small letters, yes. small buttons, yeah. you know? Uh, it creates a, a lot of barriers in the adoption of the products. Yeah, if yeah. you're not targeting to there, yeah. but they want to use it, it's going to be it's going to be hard. Yeah. I know what I'm saying in terms of the the small the small letters, so I can yeah. actually read it w- well. Um, it's also
0: a barrier for me
1: in in some cases, but uh, it, it really happens.
0: Yeah, there's there's so many things that are, are super intimidating and new experiences. Um, but I wanted to ask you a little bit more about uh, kind of your journey. So you you've uh, you, you went through this like evolution of career you went through this evolution of mindset and who are you and what what do you want to change and what are you capable of changing yep. and uh, and then at the same time you've developed a completely new side hustle uh, you know sort of uh, working with firefighters of Portugal yep. um, uh, just talk a little bit about that and how do you manage side hustle with professional
1: okay so when I realize um... My journey that I, my motto was actually creating jobs. The impact through technology was how many jobs can I help to create? And at the time, we I was working for OutSystems, so Low Code Platform, and we were creating jobs because of the demand that Low Code was and it still is generating uh, across the globe. So when you have stories in Armenia or uh, Afghanistan, in Portugal. Where you create jobs, you change people's lives, and you get all these feedback. Thank you for uh, educating me. Thank you for yeah. getting the chance on actually having a job where it shouldn't used yeah. to be. You, you, it, it didn't used to be. So it's, it was really, really important. So when the stories start coming in, that triggered me and said, Look, I want to work and try to, um, when creating a community, if I can have social impact, that's something I'll choose as my job um firefighters so as shared I live in a small in the countryside a small village there's a lot of uh, wildfires during the summer mm-hmm. um they become violent in 2017 there were a lot of deaths in Portugal um unfortunately there were and I I I uh, said firefighters
0: or, or just general just general, general, general people population. yeah general
1: population it was really really tough from yeah. uh, in in Portugal we're talking about more than 60 uh uh 60 adults and in in kids uh, oh. in different in different regions, but when as we we had the office there, I was kind of like I heard the siren calling the firefighters, and I called uh, to Lisbon uh, and and said to Lisbon office said look, these guys are needing uh, support in the logistics, uh, we might need to shut down the operations here so have everyone safe back home because. Um, a lot of people weren't from there; were coming from different cities, uh, and immediately um, they said, "Yes, go uh, support them, and only when it's safe, mm-hmm. you you ask people to come back to the office. They will start working remotely. That's fine if they okay. can work. If they cannot work because of the of the smoke and uh, if they, if their houses are in, in, in danger. danger, yeah, uh, in danger, yeah. yeah. Um, then they stop work and make sure that they are safe. That's mm-hmm. what and it." It triggers me a part of me that says, I can help these these firefighters in logistics, things like making meals, distributing meals, distributing waters. Um, it was really, really important. Um, when they so this was my first help and sub- direct support to firefighters. Um then two years down the line, uh mid-2019, someone approached me. It was the the commandant, and he said, Look, Ricardo, um, we i think you could be a uh, truly a true asset if you could with your business knowledge support us in order to to help the association to make, make it more not just financially stronger but better in the processes that that yes. we're doing yeah so i said why not mm-hmm. and um we kind of like run a bet i said if you lose uh, Ten kilos. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will apply for for the job, and uh, it was literally like we were playing with each other. And he says, he, he started crying. Literally, oh, wow. like, are you ta- are, are you taking serious this? And I said, yes. Uh, if you lose weight, I'm taking serious. Uh, I'll keep my word. And
0: why was him losing weight? Because he was too
1: heavy at the time and he was still a young a young professional. I said, "Look, you have to look very strong as a commandant because you, you a commander because you 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 need to be an example yeah. in a very not just from intellectual perspective but also a, vis- a phys- physical perspective uh-huh. to the corporation." Yeah. And he said, "Yes." So he started working on that. I apply for the the election. I I won and uh, covid came uh, okay uh so it was really really tough because then we had again wildfires we lost one firefighter unfortunately it's very tough but but going back crazy to, tough it, it was really a tough world for during my first six months it was like like did i make the right choice or not yeah, yeah. but answering directly to how do you keep this first of all i must say if i want to build a community where i live where my kids were are living right now i want to give back my knowledge to 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 the community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so having this in mind that's how i started that's how i started working with them because that was the question that at the last that he made like can you support us can you help us grow well i've done that professionally why can't i do in a volunteer association yeah so i'll, I'll that was fine to as a side, a side uh, um, project for me to give my time to community. Um, and at the same time when I realized we could grow from volunteers to become uh, professionals. So we grew in the last three years from 17 professionals to 37, oh, awesome! which is very good because, and especially because we're creating jobs for the young people from 19 to 25, they don't have that much jobs in that area they would have to come to to live in the city yeah um so we're we creating jobs we we are making this impact in in life uh we're getting better salaries actually we we grew the revenue of the association from 600 000 to 1.2 million yeah, double that so job. yeah we doubled it in three years it, it was huge impact and a huge impact in the population because it's not like creating 20 jobs or 37 jobs it's creating 30, supporting 37 families mm-hmm. you know um through creating jobs and,
0: you know that Jen, just has like a ripple effect into everything like family supported people moving into the cities that are not you know like the other empty. businesses getting money out of there because you rent exactly. a house you go to a restaurant you go exactly. The
1: supermarket exactly the the gas station so there's a lot of business winning. Right. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. growing and with,
0: community like yeah. the community gets bigger, right? Like completely.
1: Yeah. And 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 going back to how do you manage this? Well, you have to have a great support with the organization that you are working for. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I must say, um pub aside, from publicity aside, uh, I must say that either out systems, as code for all, um, they actually provide me time uh to to, to do this support to run this. Like if I need it, I call it you I need like I need to take the day off. Uh, there's a crisis going on, or I need to go to mm-hmm. um, to make some some meetings with with the local authorities, things like that. So when you're true, when you're open, when you're authentic with your drivers, mm-hmm. uh, if you put them up front, definitely the good organizations will support you.
0: Yeah, I think that um, it'll also just define the organization that you need to be in, like. Yeah, I think it's just a fair of an organization to say that doesn't quite align to us. And you guys can make a decision together about the priorities that you have in life and where that what organization will support that. So the good organizations that see the value in what you're doing and saying, like, that's valuable for us, is they will completely buy into that. So I think, again, it's about having very honest relationships and open relationships with, with where you work.
1: There's also some personal time, okay? We have... Yeah. Um, I, I, like if I go if I do a regular nine to five or nine to six uh, from my paid job, I might do one or two hours from six to eight because it's near my place. I can yeah. walk there and, and be one or two hours yeah. just just working with with them yeah um, it's not an uh, it's, you, you can't do it alone yeah. Uh, yeah and I might reference that. So what I did and looking back, building a team, it was really really important building my team in the in the firefighters association was really really important yeah and if you use and and this is this is critical if you use the same knowledge that you have to run your business to manage the association like the relationship Mm -hmm. building bridges uh, uh, improving communication coaching people you know if you do that it becomes much easier down the line it's a marathon it's not a sprint that yeah. The first six months, it was really, really hard uh, for me mm-hmm. and for the team, because yeah. we were learning a new thing. We were, we were implementing the the the, the fundamentals of of a good a good team, uh, and and then the second. After six months, it became very easy to to manage these remotely, yes. to manage these. In a yeah, short... once it
0: has momentum, then it's maintenance, right? Like, yeah. and so the momentum generating the momentum takes a little bit more effort, you know. But then once and it's stepping running,
1: up people when you yeah. push, you you're bringing up people, empowering people. It's really awesome, yeah. yeah, because you're seeing results time over time. And there was a point in time where you come in and said, "Look, I have this. There's this topic to discuss," and then you ask. What do you think it's going to be my decision? I, I think you're going to decide for
0: left. Yes. Yeah,
1: precisely right. Why am I do, going to decide for left? Because this, this, and this, great.
0: Yeah. So you you create that. that yeah, we talk about the decisions you made rather than what decisions you should make, right? Yes. Like, I think it's a key thing. I just, you know, jumping back to um, sort of, you know, that buy-in component with where you work and building a side hustle. So first of, first of all, I completely encourage side hustles. I've, I've learned more from side hustles uh, that have now become my main hustles, but it's more than side hustles that I've been able to apply in my in my jobs, um, you know, then actually in the jobs themselves because I had more skin in the game, there was more risk. I was trying, I had more flexibility to try different things. Um, so I think that encouraging side hustles is like, is a, really, is a really good way. But also answering a question for your employer in terms of what's in it for them, mm-hmm. uh, sort of volunteer firefighters is a, is, is a really good one. Saying like, hey, if you've got community initiatives that you're trying to develop, I can be a conduit for that community development for you, right? Or like, if I do this, here's, a, here's an opportunity for interns to come in and whatever it is. And if you can find like sort of uh, key challenges within your current employment that you can help solve through your side hustle, it, it also greases the wheel f- wheels for buy-in.
1: Going back to 2018, uh, 2019, I was working with uh, Sne, um uh, a community manager at OutSystems. And we were starting to have the first conversations on how do we drive and how do we drive these uh, diversity, equity, inclusion to our community, mm-hmm. to the social impact. So a lot of questions, how do we drive these motions? And there was a lot of side hustles coming from her experience mm-hmm. that helped us to start designing, like let's run a hackathon with social impact where we bring in people, um, where we, we bring in organizations to, to, that have challenges that our technology can help them and our community members can build applications for them. This is just one example on, on uh, how, it's, how it, it, you can act, bring in the side hustles to the business impact. It has a lot of business impact because you brought in not just the, the challenge of the industry so it opened up a new door for, for the product itself. It evolved people. and it, it, the, the engagement of that community members had with the brand was like, I want to work for this brand mm. as a company or as a technology, as a, com- a community user, because this company is, is doing a, a, an awesome job on impacting. At the time, it was... Um, Home violence. It was cancer and food uh, waste uh, uh, in 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 different areas: Asia Pacific, mm-hmm. Africa, and the United States. So it was really, really interesting to see how can you bring in the side hustles to to this. So it's it's a very good point. I encourage my 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 kids to do this. Yeah. yeah. Even in school, you know, you have yeah. you can have side hustles in school, and I usually encourage them because you can learn a lot. is what you said you risk more because you don't have that much to lose. You risk more because you're not format. To, to, do, to run the business in the same way. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you, and besides that, you can actually bring in the knowledge that you got in your business yeah. and share and help others to, and the others will bring new ideas, different perspectives and help you grow. And then you can do the opposite, which is bringing from the side hustles to, yeah. to, to, to your main project.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have to rank learning, sort of experiential learning versus, uh, experiential learning uh, versus kind of like uh, on the job training, experiential learning always wins and so as much exposure as you can get to the experience is the better right like everything's perfect theoretically on paper but when you immerse yourself into new problems every single day uh sort of new challenges like you you, you develop a huge yeah. amount and your critical thinking also improves uh significantly so yeah i i think that uh, side hustles are are really uh, critical for anyone and like we we're saying is it's very easy to start it,
1: it is, it is. They are there. You, yeah. They look at your community and see how you can help. Yeah. Even if it's a smaller thing or a bigger one, but how can you bring knowledge to, to that and share your knowledge? Sometimes it's just bring your arms. That was my first approach, which yeah. is yeah. we need someone to distribute waters. That's fine. It's, it's a brainless, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pick up from here, deliver on A, B, C, and D points, and that's it. Yeah. So I was driving my car, distributing water to the points, the safety points that they they mentioned, and that was it. Or opening up bread to do some sandwiches. That was so simple to start, you yes, know? Yes. And it's as simple to start and to help that you you can then you don't need to become like a chairman of the board yeah. immediately to to start helping. You can yeah. start smaller in, in exactly and, and having the impact. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it, and it was it really changes really, your
0: worldview quite a lot. So, like you know, if you are in a small town and you expose yourself to, it doesn't have to be a business side hustle. Like if you expose yourself to volunteering or whatever, like you expose yourself to completely new cultures, ways of thinking, uh, in new challenges, new stresses. Uh, you know, that kind of elevates you. Even in a business, someone stands up and says, "Oh, I'm volunteering. Yeah, I'm doing this." It creates you. It makes you an interesting person. Yeah. And being an interesting person. Uh, attaches a memory to you, and once someone has a memory of you, like your name starts to come up in regular conversation. Who should we use for this project? Who do we think we should include in this project? Oh, that person's always there. And it might not be relevant. You have relevant experience in that, but you are quite interesting, and so you're top of mind. I think it's really an important Sometimes thing you have even
1: experience in your side hustles, in industries that your company doesn't have experience and then you can bring in, you know, you're looking for uh, someone that has volunteering experience and managing a volunteer association, we can bring in the the,
0: the expertise on that. Yeah, even it's the attribute, right? Like if you think about someone who goes out and does like a really challenging triathlon or someone who goes out and, uh, you know, walks the planet or does something like, the mindset that you have around that person, like wow, they have a lot of determination. Wow, they're able to do really tough things, and so they might not cognitively think about that inclusion, yeah. but it's suddenly like well, that's a good person to have around. This guy spend
1: so many hours outside these work, working, uh, yes. working for for providing jobs or creating jobs or whatever is actually, and and th- that's a good thing to to be memorize yeah. in this case
0: and in, in your in your sort of your daily life um, you know what is a what is a consistent structure that you follow that generates the most productivity so like a pattern a behavior a structure a format like what's something that you find that if I do this consistently my, perf- my human performance is much better
1: okay um, speaking with uh, with the, with the community that I'm running, it's definitely something that always bring because i always bring insights to to the product okay or to the project that i'm running it could be so it's really really it's really so what do you mean
0: like daily connection with that community or
1: weekly connection with that community okay. you have to have regular connection um sharing a story that a few years ago i was actually uh, attracting developers to learn how to code. And mm-hmm. how to, in, the, in that c- case, to learn how to develop uh, using our systems, it was really interesting because I had to go to, to universities and start delivering uh, stickers. Yes. So you, get, so you get immediate attraction. Oh, I want a sticker, regardless what it is, I want a sticker. And then you start talking, right? Yeah. And then this was like in the morning at 2, two p.m. I got a flight to Dubai. and then, And at the end of the, the evening, I was having dinner in a five-star hotel um, with CIOs, so completely opposite uh, spectrum yeah. from what you were talking about. Yeah. But but the point is, I listen both, the potential users and the stakeholders, in this case, our customers, um, and uh, enterprise customers, and it's quite interesting to see different points of view of the usage of your product, of what you're delivering. Uh-huh. So. For me, it's quite relevant as more as I bring in this feedback from mm-hmm. the different uh, users or stakeholders of your product, the more you get insights. Oh, I was forget- forgetting this. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's, uh humility humidity uh, test where you think you know everything, you go there, and then you bring in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And we mentioned ego before, and, and that's that is the reason, one of the reasons why you go there and improves your productivity is because you bring insights. Secondly, it keep you honest with, with, your, community. with your community.
0: And in your daily personal routine, what does your daily personal routine look like?
1: Well, I don't have a daily personal routine. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm an unconventional uh, high performer person. Okay. Um, what I try to is I try to do some sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to, uh, to have good conversations.
0: Okay, so activity or exercise?
1: Activity, or activity like social activity and exercise, okay. definitely. Okay. And and from time to time, stop, really stop everything and, and read okay. some good articles okay. on about a specific topic.
0: Oh, yeah, awesome, okay. That's it from me today. Uh, I, I really enjoyed chatting to yeah, you and you your you insights. Too. Thank you very thank much.
1: Thank you, thank you for the conversation. Awesome. It was been,
0: really good. It's been a pleasure, thanks.